Let's make these picks. Fist pump time for Bobby Belt, apparently. Mm-hmm. Here on Sean and RJ. Sean Sharif, RJ Chopper. We got Bobby, Peyton, and Ryan, and you. Thank you for being a total. That stands for turn it on, leave it on. Who is moving on to the big game in Arizona? The radio station is heading out there for all the coverage. 2 o'clock on Sunday, San Francisco at Philadelphia. The Eagles are favored by 2.5. The over-under is 46. Then at 5.30, Cincinnati... At Kansas City. The Chiefs right now, Choppy, are favored by one. The over-under is 47 and a half. Let me update the poll question. Who are you rooting for? You have to pick one. Who are you rooting for in the NFC Championship? RJ and I are rooting for San Francisco after, uh, excuse me, we're rooting for Philadelphia. We're rooting for Philly after the San Francisco fans came for our families and our children mm. a little bit over the line yep uh, i hate their i'm i'm i root for their uh host to be fired and jobless in san francisco uh no hesitation and i hate their players now too i hate trent williams i hate debo samuel and i used to love debo i hate george kittle and i really hate nick bosa i had my way with him what the hell I looked that? into Tyron's soul. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've generated, I hate the 49er players way more than the Eagles players. You know, I think A.J. Brown, a little bit of a crybaby for what he pulled when they were dominating the Giants and he's sulking and pouting on the sideline. Like, grow up. What are you talking about? You guys are destroying a team to move on to the conference title and you're whining about your touches. There's no way to dislike Jalen Hurts for me. I can't stand. We all hate Sirianni except for Choppy. And uh, I guess Gardner Johnson, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he's hated by Kelvin Joseph. I didn't, oh, gosh. I didn't understand what was going on there. So this was actually... Burnt Mantos, sorry. Yeah, yeah Burnt Mantos. This was actually an outpouring of the, uh, the Stefan Diggs, Eli Apple thing. Um, where it just had trickled down to them. And it was Trayvon Diggs's tweet where he said, uh, you know, the whole clowns guys be, you know, talking tough when they know they're not like that. Um, and it was actually, let me get the tweet up here. It was actually Chauncey Gardner Johnson had quote tweeted, um, Trayvon Diggs and Diggs and had said like, guys don't know if they want to be gangsters or they want to be football players, yada, yada, yada. And so Kelvin Joseph quote tweets that and goes like, yeah, man, it's, it's the same guys that when they get hit uh, are, 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 you know, running off the field and blah, blah, blah. And Johnson Gardner Johnson replied to him and said, like, I, I don't mess with snitches. You go uh, troll with the feds, not me. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, he came oh. at him. And then, uh, of course, Kelvin Joseph replied with a picture of Johnson Gardner Johnson getting punched in the face and was like, don't run away so fast next time. Gardner so. Johnson got his car stolen in Philly, too, after they beat the Giants. God. He goes, this is what we do? This is what we do after playoff wins? Someone in Philly jacked <laughs> man, his car. That uh, sucks. So that was uh, Boss Man Fats, Burt Man Toast, Kelvin <laughs> Joseph getting involved. So here are the poll results on who the Tolos are rooting for. 1,000 votes so far at 105.3 SS, and it's perfectly 80-20. 80% are rooting for San Francisco. They cannot bring themselves to root for the Eagles because of years and years and months and months of trash talk from the Burger King, Howard Eskin, and everybody else. So 80-20, 80% rooting for the 49ers to advance if you have to pick one. 
How about the trash talk that's taking place on the other side? The Bengals are calling it Burrowhead. This is so good. Oh, I love that. How good I, is that? I, I am. I really am. I really am falling in love with Joe Burrow. Really, really am. Is that your biggest loss on the show, or is it Kittle Kelsey? You have to pick one. Ooh, um, I, I mean, I immediately lost the Burrow thing because he just was. I, I, I think I owned up immediately. I was like, I guess I'm wrong, and I just personally dislike him for some reason. No, you didn't immediately own up. To no, because it. it was the next day. You were I came like, back. I have, I have a quote. I'm gonna go find. I it. told go uh, right, it. right. So I'm saying is that the very next day when I came in, I was like, I couldn't find any of them. So I guess you were right. And I was like, but I like, I just don't like him for some reason. Uh, no, that is, me, you never told me I was right about oh it. Oh my god, I would remember if you told me I was right. I, I'm go, okay. Now I'm gonna go back, Peyton. We're gonna go, how far back does the archiver go? I'm gonna have to go find it now. Not that uh, far. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right, perfect. Uh, no, but like, yeah, probably. Uh, we we're arguing whether Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was cool or not. Well, I oh, lost that argument. Cool. I lost that argument. Uh, well, I was arguing saying he was kind of douchey, like, and he was kind of like an arrogant. Fine line. There's a fine line, but you know, anybody who can rock the high turtleneck the way he did. I mean, that's, he's pretty cool, man. So the Bengals are now calling it. We're going not to Arrowhead, but to Burrowhead. And Travis Kelsey was asked about that. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, yeah. 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa. Yeah, no, the that disrespect one, to Arrowhead they're, they're, continues. They're throwing, they're throwing, they're throwing a lot of bullets and board material out there, man. It's clever though. You got to, you got to respect the cleverness. The Bengals players are saying it too, and you're getting the Chiefs. Willie Gay, linebacker, says, "No, this one's going to come back and bite." I think he said, "There's nothing that impresses him about the Bengals' <laughs> offense." What is it about that Bengals' offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times. Nothing. Okay. Right. What do you got to do personally? You think you go out there and have your best game? Give us some of the Super Bowl. Stop the run for sure. Uh, you know they're gonna try to do that to you know act like they can big boy us, but uh, front six, seven, we're gonna definitely do our job and try to slow that down. So. so this is now the best rivalry in the National Football League, right? The, in, the, the quarterback rivalry? No, no, just Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, Chief- I mean we thought it was gonna be Chiefs Bills. We thought it has been for the last couple of years. Like NBA, and I think the best rivalry in sports is Warriors Grizzlies right now. They genuinely dislike each other, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I think, in, I mean, even though right now we always say, can it be a rivalry if one side dominates? Kansas City would be the reason that this is not a rivalry because they can't beat Cincinnati. The Bengals three and zero. They 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 own them now. One of those games, the Chiefs were yeah. putting it to them. And, you know, they they really blew it. They really blew it in that conference championship game. Uh, I am I am rooting for the Chiefs. Okay. okay. I am rooting for the Chiefs. Um, I don't really have a rooting favorite. I'm I'm okay. If, if Mahomes is out there limping around, I think I'll find myself rooting for that type of story. Like Mahomes on one leg, uh, you know, defends Arrowhead. But I'm also – I also really like Joe Burrow. I don't really have a – feeling one way or the other towards the Bengals uh, organization. I love when they do the uh, the white helmets with the black tiger stripe. Oh, yeah. Bengal stripe. I love their yeah. white oh, uniform. I think it looks such a clean look. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love Burrow, too. Like, this is not like, you know, Manning Brady, I had a vested interest in Peyton Manning and a hatred for for Tom Brady. And I've, I've changed on that because Manning's out of the league. I could just love Tom Brady now. Um, so I don't have the hatred 
But I do need, like, I, I'm a big proponent, like, prestige and, and pedigree. I love, you know, Patrick Mahomes, neither one was particularly, like, highly rated out of high school. You know, one was a three-star, one was a four-star. Outside of Ohio State, Joe Burrow's best college offer was, like, West Virginia. He got a bunch of Central Michigans and Toledos and Ohio University. Like, he was not a highly recruited player. Uh, so there's no, like, pedigree there. So, like, I, it's just about feel and who you like better. So because... He is a perfect 10 and 0 with the money line. Bobby Belt has not lost a straight up playoff pick according to him this postseason. I think it's accurate. It is. You know. <laughs> you get, <laughs> you get to go first. I and I don't have a like I honestly don't have a great feel for either of these. Uh they, like the other 10 I felt like pretty confident in every team that I picked. So on this one I was feeling like I was going to go Bengals all week, but I'm just going to go Kansas City. Like, at some point, like, Mahomes has to win one of these matches. And, like, you look at in one of these games, they were up 18 at one point, and in the other two losses, they were leading in the fourth quarter and lost. And so, like, I know he's hurt, but I got to feel like there's a little bit of a, a sense of rallying around the the quarterback, toughing it out. You're at Arrowhead or Burrowhead. Uh, and so I'm going to I'm gonna pick Kansas City. Okay. And NFC? I'm picking San Francisco. I just think San Francisco has been the best team in the NFC for the last. This is your last Hurts hurrah. It's, I, I, try I, try to see Jalen fail so you can be right, perfect in the NFC with your quarterback dates. Those linebackers, like if there's anybody built to slow down Jalen Hurts, even if he's healthy, it's San Francisco. Like those are the but guys. What about that can... his deep passing with what the Cowboys would not try against San Fran with A.J. Brown and, and Hurts throwing deep? They're going to make the same mistake as the Cowboys with – Kellen, uh, what did Atola tell me? Curl Moore, they renamed Kellen Curl Moore, Curly Kellen with all with all his curl routes. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that look, I mean, there there's still we have yet to. He didn't. I thought the Giants were massively confused the other day, and they were, you know, the Eagles were able to take advantage of a lot of scheme looks and things like that. But like we have not seen yet exactly how while that shoulder's gotten better, he's still not a hundred percent. So I don't know. And that's the one thing that with that injury, mm-hmm. I remember McCarthy talked about it uh, when they were coming into the Eagles game. He said with that injury, the one thing that we knew we couldn't do with Aaron Rodgers was we couldn't throw it deep. So like with that injury, if he's hurt at all, it's going to be tough to press it down the field. But I think the thing that makes him so dangerous is that running game and that read option. And San Francisco is the best team to slow it down. So give me the 49ers. All right. So you're going 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. Pay, pay. Money line straight up or with points, whatever you want to do. I'm going to go Chiefs and 49ers rematch of a few years ago. Um, I think I, I think Mahomes gets past the ankle injury and stuff. And yeah, Bobby's right. I mean, the the reason the Chiefs have lost the last three to the Bengals is you know they had double digit leads, fourth quarter leads, and blew it. You know you can't do that fourth time. Mahomes has to get Burrow once. You're both wrong. It's oh. and this is easy picks for me straight up. It's uh, going to be Philadelphia against Cincy. Bengals, uh- Eagles, Super Bowl. I know Mahomes says he's fine and healthy. Cincinnati is the most confident team oh, of the gosh. Final Four. It's oh, not even sure. close. They they think they own the Chiefs. And Mahomes is compromised. Give me the Bengals. And Philadelphia's defense is going to look like San Fran against us. Uh, they will limit Brock Purdy and the 49ers. And uh, this will be Jalen Hurts' moment in Philadelphia. I'll be rooting for it. Go Eagles! Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. I am so torn on the AFC game. So torn. I know Mahomes is hurt, uh, but 
he is first in QBR from inside the pocket this year. Uh, with the, and first in TD passes from inside the pocket. So that, that that maybe that means that he doesn't need his legs. But man, you're right. Since he is so confident, and they and they are good. Like they pro- they probably wanted Kansas City. They did. They <laughs> want. They did not want a lesser team. This team may they may screw up against a bad team, but they come to play uh, when when it is time uh, to face a big dog. So give me Philly uh, in the AFC. I'm Philly in the NFC. I'm rooting for Kansas City in the AFC, but it is going to be Cincy. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. So you and I, same picks. Bobby and Peyton, same yeah. picks. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, but I'm betting on Cincy. It's going to be really, really difficult. Like either way, I win. Did Chris Sims say this? Yeah. Oh, this the how long was this? The Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts thing. Yeah, this was Monday, I believe. That he would still he would what? If you were to switch the quarterbacks, would the result be different? Right, and I think you. I think it's kind of interesting. You could do that for all the games. I don't know if any of the games would be different, but for this one specifically, like Daniel Jones now is under fire. Giants fans, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Is can we win with him? If he was playing for the Eagles, and if Jalen Hurts was playing for the Giants, I mean, how yeah. much do the Eagles win by? I twenty still. Well, yeah, 30? I don't think it might be a, closer. I don't think it's a whole lot different because Daniel Jones is going to be able to do the same thing. I mean, he can do some of the things that Jalen Hurts. Yeah, maybe not as good a runner, but we know he's really close. It's not like oh, whoa, way better. Again, if you're going to ask me who I'd rather have as a passer, I'd rather have Daniel Jones. I, I'm sorry about that. I don't know. I'm probably you're going to get me in trouble today. And this is not, but this is. Wow. But I'm just saying. You know, but, it's just to speak more to the quality of the teams, that, right? That, that's, that's and stating the obvious real. Well, here, I, right? Well, Okay, is he qualifying as just a passer? Is that what we're doing here? But he's not mm-hmm. a better passer. He said he was close as a runner, and he'd take him as a passer. So I try to defend Chris Sims, but I, I can't th- defend somebody who has the top button always buttoned. Just can't do it. Top button of the turtleneck. Oh, I, I would go turtleneck. I, I would much prefer a turtleneck over the top button buttoned. All right, um, but no, I, look, that, that's that's a Luda thing to say. Back to the Cowboys. Dan Quinn is back. Is Kellen Moore gone? We'll get to that at 840, but stop daydreaming. Stop. Otherwise, you may be in trouble. Let's get you ready for your weekend, and Bobby's going to explain why Elon is trying to protect or attack Texas next on The Fan. How about the drama in New England? Is this Bill Belichick's biggest embarrassment? Yes. Has to be, right? Uh, I, I, absolutely. I, um, I'm trying to think if he the did anything. Jets and, one day. I mean, that turned out to be the right move. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if he did anything in Cleveland. Um, when he cut Bernie Kosar, he was a number one villain in that town. Um, but yeah, this has to be his biggest embarrassment: the Matt Patricia, Joe Judge experiment. Yeah, and there's stories coming out of Boston um, that. He blanked us. That's what the that's what the reports are saying. One source told the Boston Herald, "I love Coach, but he effed us." And this is his biggest embarrassment, I think, by far. The arrogance and the cockiness and the reports that came out that Mac Jones, like, what's Mac Jones is probably thinking right now? This is the great Bill Belichick. This is the genius. This guy's nothing close to Saban. That's probably what he's thinking. He's coming from Saban on over to this. And then he's given Matt Patricia as a play caller and no weapons. Here's a portion of the report, Boston Herald. Mac Jones was not a fan of his position coach. Remember, they took that tool Joe Judge on their staff. 
as Matt Patricia came under fire from the outside, Judge drew increasing criticism from within. Belichick would blast him in practice, and it wasn't uncommon for Judge and Jones to trade profanity-laced outbursts. Jones' trust in his position coach was effectively non-existent. One source said Mac didn't like him at all. Joe Judge, all I can think of is Columbo grabbing him by the throat, allegedly. <laughs> uh, someone said Judge would speak extra loudly in meetings, trying to project like he was the guy. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of people were frustrated with Judge. So these are some of the inside reports coming out yesterday on the Patriots' offensive mess, which has led them to hire, rehire Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and now Bill O'Brien's going to take over. And look, that, that could be good. I mean, he, I think he's a good OC. I think he's a good coach in general. He might be I, a good head coach. I think he is a good head coach. I think he's a terrible GM. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he made the playoffs in Houston with what? It was like three or four different quarterbacks he dragged to the playoffs. That's not I'd hire, nothing. I'd hire him over Frank Wright. Uh, yeah, look, I think Reich got – I, 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 yeah, I think Frank Reich got a little too much, too much blame for what was a like messy situation in Indianapolis. Like he, he, when you look at it, I think his first year there, they were getting things together. Then the next two years, they had a winning record, and then the fourth year, he got fired at three and five. So like to yeah. me, like I think that Reich maybe, do, I think Reich does deserve another shot somewhere. I mean, I, 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 I if he or the GM was really kind of pounding the table to get these retread quarterbacks, right? Which we need one to find that out. Yeah, we do. Because if it was Ballard and Reich wanted to tear it down and draft somebody, you know, I can, I can give. But it's hard to not believe it was Frank Reich pounding the table for Carson. I agree. So he probably, yes, you got I agree. Wentz, you got Ryan not developing Ellinger. So uh, apparently they'd be in the staff meetings and mm-hmm. someone would say, how are we going to solve this? What if the defense does this? What are we going to do? And the staff would say, well, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. That type of attitude, quote, got us in trouble. Man, so. you never, ever hear cracks coming from New England from inside those walls. Nope. You never hear that. And Bill's always hired. He's always had young staff that he promotes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't usually go outside the organization to get, you know, an OC or, or defensive quarter. Not typically. He, or retread somebody. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. Or he will retread one of his own guys. He would. Yeah, which is what he, he did which with Daniels. Doing. He's done it with um, Patricia, Judge. He's doing it now with O'Brien. O'Brien. So And Frank Reich, of course, is now the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers as he used to throw passes for them. And now he's going to be their head coach. A lot of people are furious. I get it, and I agree with it, that Steve Wilkes did not get this job. Uh, another a, Another bad look for the NFL with balance when it comes to race. Steve Wilkes just tweeted, the sun rose this morning, and by the grace of God, so did I. I'm disappointed but not defeated. Many people are not built for this, but I know what it means to persevere and see it through. I wish Frank Reich all the best. I'll always be a fan of the Panthers football team. I love the idea that someone threw out there that all the minority candidates should boycott the interviews so that the team's can't make their actual hires. I'll huh. I, I get such a kick out of that. We're not going to interview we, with you. We know it's fake. Now, look, while I'm saying this, the supposed leaders in Arizona and Denver are black, right? Brian Flores and D'Amico Ryans are supposedly the leading candidates, not Sean Payton. 
but both teams want Sean Payton. <laughs> you would think, right? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the only reason Ryan's is in Denver is because Sean Payton thing, it sounds like, has gone sideways with somebody in the ownership. Yeah, who knew he disliked Condoleezza Rice? I know, man. What's <laughs> going on with pro- that? No, no. That, that was reported he, he hit it off with her. Well, you know <laughs> that one of Sean's people said to Mark Maskey, Washington Post, Someone said Sean's got a problem with the ownership. Oh, but, but it's not. Make sure to say it's not Condoleezza. <laughs> it's not Condi. It's not, Con, it's not Condoleezza Rice. So that's where we stand. There is no. You cannot get on her bad side. She's a member at Augusta. You always want to be on her good side. All right. What's going on with Elon and Texas? Well, it's uh, you know, as as Choppy referenced frequently last week with the 49ers coming to town, is is that you know there are so many 49ers fans here in Texas because uh, they've all moved from California. California. They're, they're all trying to get away. And, and the most famous uh, transplant, other than maybe Joe Rogan from California to Texas, is uh, Elon Musk. And that's been a a, a sore spot for is people in California. Does he actually live here? Uh, well, in terms of just transplanting Business. his businesses. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan actually lives here, but Elon like transferred his businesses here. Um, and so this was a story in the San Antonio Express News the other day that uh, Silicon Valley billionaires, uh, the grass may not be greener in Texas for much longer uh, because California lawmakers are about ready to stick it to these people that want to come to to Texas. So California is thinking about introducing a a wealth tax on people who make a billion dollars, but make this, a, who? a wealth tax on people who make over a billion dollars over a billion. Yeah. Okay. And, but the proposed law also includes a provision that would allow the state to pursue wealth taxes from former California residents who built their wealth in California, but later moved to Florida, Texas, or another state. And people, uh, economists and such, analysts are referring to it as this would be the Elon Musk tax, that, that you're trying to get those people who hop to California or hop to Texas and say, well, let's let's go somewhere a little more beneficial to our, our money. How are you going to get that? I don't know. What is how- your legal precedent? They don't live in your state. I don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how you could do that other than... And again, I don't know. This is me speculating. Did they give them like certain tax breaks to build there or certain like things there that then it's like, well, we're, we're recouping that because you bailed on us. California, man. That's another reason I hate them. California. It's California. <laughs> yeah. Hope they all move out of there. <laughs> um, all right. What's your gambling update? Every week we get a Texas legislature uh-huh. gambling update from RJ Choppy just waiting for the day. Well, the day may be coming much, much faster than expected, Sean. Mm-hmm. So we had already seen um, the uh, you know one of the higher ups within the state uh, say that he is in favor of legalizing gambling within the state of Texas. He does not want to see slot machines in gas stations, though, like you can have in Nevada, uh, which is I'm fine with. I'm fine with you know make them nice, uh, make them resort style. But a new poll. Seventy-five percent of Texans support casinos and legalizing gambling in the state. You cannot get seventy-five percent of people to literally agree on anything. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I mean, we, you can barely get seventy-five percent of the people to agree on on the baseball Hall of Fame. Right? You you cannot get seventy-five percent of people to agree on anything. But seventy-five percent of Texans support casinos. Oh, baby, that's got to come with sports books. You have to put sports books in here. It just can't be like Oklahoma or something where it's, uh, you know, it's just regular casino games. Please don't do that dollar, that dollar ante or 50 cent ante. Oh, Please don't do that. Gosh, but what a beating that is. You got to get sports books. These states with sports books, 
they're making they're racking in like two billion extra dollars a year with sports books, man. Let's do it. We got the infrastructure, we got the people. There's there's plenty of money here. Let's do it. Don't daydream. What what does daydream qualify as? Like if I'm just sitting here in a commercial break and I'm thinking about something else, like I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to define what daydreaming is. Spacing out. Yeah. Spacing just out. Lights are on. Nobody's home. Okay. Do you ever you ever sit in your car and get into a fake fight with somebody or with yourself? Just uh, think about think you know just think about fighting. Elaborate. Uh, no. <laughs> well, no, you're like like you talk to yourself. You like talk, you play how both you sides? how you would handle a situation <laughs> differently than you did or whatever you know. But like space, it's been you space out. We start thinking about other things. All right. All right. And there is now scientists have developed an alarm. That goes off when you start daydreaming. Scientists from the brain information community. This happens to me sleeping. Like last night. That's just dreaming. If if my mind could write down. No, it's before I'm like. That's why I'm so conscious. I was dreaming though. But if my mind could write down the things that I think of. The random crap. Before I actually close my eyes and go to sleep. It's kind of disturbing. I mean, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about from every spectrum of life, stupid, n- uh, nonstop, a laundry list of things. So I don't know whether that qualifies as daydream, but how, they, how, can they, how do they tell that you're daydreaming? Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a device, I guess, that uses sounds um, that, that picks up on brain waves and, and whether your mind is wandering. So they've developed this device that will an alarm will go off if you start daydreaming. And I'm thinking to myself, man... Some of the best ideas that I've ever had come daydreaming. I'm thinking, you know, it's like that. I don't want to stop daydreaming. I want to be in my dreams. I want to stop daydreaming. You don't want to do it at work, but we really even don't at have, work, you can. Well, we really don't have a daydream type job, right? Like we really kind of have to focus for four and a half. It's not even four and a half hours, right? Take out the commercial breaks, sure. and then when we go home, you can daydream and do all that other stuff. You can daydream during a game. You can check yeah. your phone. You can this. You can that. And I also wonder how much the cell phone has has reduced daydreaming because when you have time to kill, you go right to your phone to look yeah. at stuff, right? Yeah. That's why daydreaming has kind of gone out of my mind because I'm like, all right, let me go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let me go to Twitter. Let me go to social media. Or has it increased daydreaming because it's killed your attention span? And so that when you're just supposed to be sitting somewhere, you start wandering. Makes me wonder. Huh. So what happens if you get caught? If you get caught daydreaming, it just sets off. An it alarm. just sets off a little bit of like a little, little sound, a little buzzer, just kind of click your mind back how into your, place. How are your kids' attention spans? Uh, well, my my older kid, my thirteen year old. I mean, his his attention span is as any other pubescent child's is. I mean, he is <laughs> in his own world. Um, I can only he, he can't he can't he can't he can't sit still. Uh, and when he does, he's just on his phone. And my other one, my younger one, he's on his phone all the time. I say I say their name. Crickets. Hey boys, let's get your shoes on. We're getting ready to go. They don't move. They're sitting in the chair. They're sitting there yeah. on their phone. I say it again. Hey guys, gotta start going. Gotta get your shoes on. Nothing. They don't move. I have to say things five, six times before I even get their head to raise up. Yeah. Like like I'm talking. Uh they're not great. Uh, you know, my genetics are involved and my attention span is awful, uh, always has been. And so it's not great. It's not so much. I don't think the, uh, like being on the phone and zoned out. It's mm-hmm. just, they like they're, they, they got the squirrel brain. It just go, was it, yesterday a perfect day for Dallas Cowboy Tolos 
Dan Quinn back, Kellen Moore out, and why did Mike McCarthy call us disgusting? Next on The Fan. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, tweeting out 14 seconds ago, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn informed interested teams that he is staying in Let's Dallas. Our guy's not going anywhere. <laughs> yes, sir. Suck in Arizona, Indianapolis, and Denver. In Denver. Denver. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. Dan Quinn returns again. As Cowboys defensive coordinator, two different reactions from the Tolos. One, he's being promised the job for 2024. Yeah, right. In case the Cowboys don't make it past the divisional round. Is that the well, new bar? That's the, the guy to make the conference championship game? I don't know. That's, that's been the bar. Was, that's kind of what it was for Jason at the end. No, the bar was winning a first round. Let's start with yeah. a first round game. Let's, mm. get, let's, win a, let's win a playoff game. You think the bar, obviously it wasn't the bar. Mike McCarthy's coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's for next year. So I'm saying oh, for next year, like, well, you know, wait, you know, I mean, because if they let's say they get the buy, let's say they get a first round buy next year and they lose in the division round. Uh, well, as Wade was saying, all right, well, we're not a playoff game we're, we're not. And we made it the second round. That's a, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the issue is, is that like you you've won playoff games like recently. So like, I, like, I mean, you you won. Garrett's second to last year here. You got to the same spot. Like it's you've lost seven straight division playoff games. Like you like you need to win one of those. I, I think that's the everybody's like, man, it's been 27 years since there's been a Super Bowl, but that's the one where it's like you gotta knock that out. You have to get past that before you can talk about anything else. You haven't even gotten past that. That's why I think generally the standard for everybody at this point is at least get there. Whether it's an expectation or not is another discussion, but the standard is get there. Mm-hmm. So Dan Quinn is back. The other reaction was, uh, the market may have frozen up on him. He realized he wasn't going to get hired in Indianapolis, in Denver, in Arizona. So let me just go ahead and announce that my heart's still in Dallas. Yeah. And I want to win a Super Bowl here. It's also, career choice-wise, I do believe the smart move to make. Like, he's still going to be in a position to get a job next year. Right? Probably. As I long mean, as the defense doesn't crater. Yeah, the, even if the defense craters, Dan Quinn's not being judged on this year's defense. He's uh, Dan, you know, he's already been a head coach, he's already gone to a Super Bowl. I don't believe he's being judged uh, on this year's defense. Byron Leftwich did. Richard was gonna be the hot name and then the defense fell apart. Byron Leftwich got was hired in Jacksonville and now he's gonna have to be a QB coach. Oh, yeah. After one year. Off of one year, yes. It's but the stupidity of the league in the assessment. Oh, for sure. But don't forget, like, Byron was never a head coach before. Chris Richard was never a sure. head coach. Dan's got that. I think some teams like that. Um, he's, he's he's wanted all over the league right now. I, I still think that next year. Not enough. Yeah, I know, right? I still think next year, uh, maybe it's a terrible interview. Who knows? Um, I think next year he, he'll be still in, in line. So, but he also has a chance to take over this team. Like, this is the best of both worlds for him. Like, he's going to still, I think, get a chance next year. And maybe he wins here. Who knows? And this is a better situation. This team comes with a quarterback. Whether or not he's great or not, we don't, that doesn't matter. It has a quarterback. It's not like Carolina where they have, like, no idea who their next guy is. So the announcement was made in Carolina. Frank Reich is getting the job, not Kellen Moore. So that set the media up to ask Mike McCarthy if Kellen was returning as O.C. 
I really don't want to play this game, you know, today. Um, it's been a long couple of days. So we kill them more, and just like the rest of the coaches, we'll be evaluated. You know, every coach will be evaluated. So um, yeah, the evaluation just, you know, it, it takes more one day. Chile, Nui Scruggs and others saying, if I was Kellen Moore, I would feel a bit uncomfortable. And you know what? If I was Kellen Moore, I want out of this city anyway. I'm public enemy number one after yeah. I got a top three scoring offense in back-to-back years. My approach, if I was Kellen, would be, screw you fans. Uh, you don't deserve me. I'm out of here. Yeah. That would be my approach. I, 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 100%. I'm public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? I, I won these games with Cooper Rush. I lost the left tackle. I don't have a true number two receiver. I got a fullback, a running back, and y'all want to sit there and come down on me? Man, I'm sick of this. Fourth in scoring this year with Cooper Rush at times and a quarterback that half the city hates. And it's the OCs, and, and, and everybody hates the offensive coordinator and in parts of them hate the head coach. The defense was 12th in points allowed. And the defensive coordinator could do no wrong. Were they twelfth in points? I thought they were fifth. They points were fifth. Against. They were fifth in points, points allowed. No, no. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were twelfth in yards. They were fifth yards, in points. Sorry, yards. Sorry, yards. No, they, uh, look, and we've had this discussion recently. Like, it, you cannot be in favor of getting rid of Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott. They can't both be bad. You can't. You right. can't have a bad offensive coordinator and a bad quarterback. And have basically the number one offense when they work together over the course of four years. Like, if that's the case, it's like, well, no. They either are both good or one of them is really great in elevating somebody who's bad. But you can't say both of them are bad and get the results you do. Brock Purdy was giving Dan Quinn some props before the NFC Championship game, saying this was one of the best defenses. Now, he's only seen like seven, nine. <laughs> it's like Bobby saying he hasn't had a day off. He's been here a month. Here's Brock Purdy on Dan Quinn's defense. <laughs> I, do, I think they, you know, had a great front. Um, I thought their secondary was really, you know, talented and skilled. Um, so all around, I think their scheme was really, was really good too. So um, I do think it was one of the best defenses that I've seen, that our team has seen this year. Um, and obviously, you know, this week's going to be a great challenge with the front that, you know, Philadelphia has. So um, I thought it was a good game to have and, you know, to work through and learn from. Um, you know, for this week's matchup. All right, Choppy. Bobby is 55-45. Kellen's back. Give me your percentage after yesterday. I, I think that it's – it's. Um, I didn't like – I didn't love McCarthy's comments, but I do think it's a little – I think it's like 60% that he's back. I, I'm personally – Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Personally, I think that, you know, if, if you believe – and I don't know if Mike feels this way or not, but – there's going to be talk of a warm seat for Mike. Yeah. Yes. So if I'm, do you really want to change things up? Like, yeah. It wouldn't continuity be a good thing don't quarterbacks typically a lot of times have a, a dip when they bring in a new OC that first year. But so you weigh the continuity versus how are, can we, how, how can we really get to another round farther next year? Based on what? Sell me on that. I'm Jerry. Tell me how. Tell me how. With Dak and Kellen back together, we make it to the conference title game of the Super Bowl. How? You, sell me on it. We well, um, we were we had 12 wins this year. It's a very winnable conference, and we were in a one possession game 
on the road against a team that hadn't lost since October. But I would counter back with and, during sorry, the, our quarterback did not play well. And I would say during no time in that game did I feel like the Cowboys like were the better team or had a stranglehold. Like it's clear that we were not better than San Francisco. And if we played three more times, I personally would not bet on Dak Prescott ever scoring 27 points against them. Well, I'll say then I'll, then I'll, I'll counter with this. Well, we were tied in the what was it? Start of the fourth quarter, late third quarter, we were tied nine at nine. We're tied at nine. Uh, we lost our biggest, most explosive weapon uh, at, at, right before the half, um, okay. and, and yeah. that, that 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 played a role, no doubt. Now I don't agree with a lot of that. Like I don't, you know, I mean, yeah. I, but that's, that's those are the facts. Now, if you're McCarthy and you're saying I'm on the hot seat though, and I'm going down on the, the ship, you're right. Like, do you want to bring in a new offensive coordinator and change things up? Like, you know, super freely. No, but do you say? Nussmeyer's here. He knows the offense. Let Nussmeyer call it. Or I'm here for three years now. I know the offense. I will call it. Who and just say, I'll go down with my own ship, and I'll I'll, I'll feel good about it. If I go down, it's because I called the plays. Who was the quarterback coach this year? Nussmeyer. That's the guy Bassick said if someone was going to be fired, it should be him. Because uh, mm. you're directly responsible for Dak individually. Um, McCarthy yesterday was asked, would you call the plays? He was not very welcoming of the question. Kind of backhanded that one. And he was asked about the media narrative about his job and his job status if they won or didn't win big. You know, I get to talk to Jerry a lot, so I've never I've never felt that. You know, I mean, a narrative is externally generated. Um, it's disgustingly, you know, because I've been dealing with this as far as some of the things said about these assistants. I mean, I, I just think it's... It's um, our industry should show more respect to the individuals. Um, you know, change is part of it. We all we all understand it. It's, a, it's part of the, our professional responsibilities. But when these guys, you know, their families have to listen to some of the things that that are that are said, it's just it's not right. And uh, no different than my family. So, but no, I, it, that that wasn't uh, it wasn't a moment. If that's what you're looking for. So. I hope you're listening to Brian brought us on G-Bag after that because, woo, brought us basically said, stop being soft, get over it, figure out how to score more than 12 points. Is McCarthy being sensitive there? Is he right? Or is he just taking up for his assistants, his guys, as he does every season? He, I think that's his number one mm-hmm. trait. I think he gives the football team a feeling that he's in the foxhole with them, the and he'll take all the bullets for them. I mean, look, I, I think the answer to that is all the above. He is being a little bit sensitive. He is a little bit right, and and he is protecting his guys. I mean, what's – he says the media like, – like, he talks about the media narrative order. Okay, so, like, who specifically are you saying has been unfair to who? Like, when well, you say family, say that, but, but who let's is – Let's just it? take us, for instance. I think we're unfair to Kellen in general as a city. Many people, many people thought that it was out of line for us to ask Jerry about Mike's job status before the Tampa game. But when he references specifically the – because when he talks about the assistants and things like that, I assume he means the people who were let go yesterday and dancing on the grave, essentially. Who? Philbin? But, like, I don't think anybody in this oh, market Kellen. was, like, sell it. But Kellen's not been let go yet. So if we're talking about people who have been let go and we're, we're oh. talking about because Let's not be so literal. We're talking I'm, about the status of assistants. I know. And he said it's been a very tough. He was talking about it being a very tough day for those families and such. So those people who were let go, it seems to be who he's talking about. Because they who, got fired or let go. So who were we? Who were we? 
making it a more difficult day on just by talking about no, just, whether or not they should have been let go? Just in general throughout the season. But that that's what makes me think he's manufacturing it a tiny bit. But basically, Kellen. It's Dallas. This is Dallas. This is what this is what comes with it. And if you don't realize that three years into this, you're not going to realize it a fourth year into it either. And 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 go to Jerry's office and get mad at him when Jerry wants to hem and haw on KMC and be all pissed off and make us think that heads are going to roll if you don't win big. That's why we take it back to that. Yeah. Well, Chuck had the best response. He said, Coach, just come read our fan text and see what we get. <laughs> mm-hmm. See the amount of insults yep. and uh, and people wishing for us to get fired every single day. Just go ahead and look at that. But I think I think I think Mike's been a little thin skin there. So that was the recap. Quinn back, Kellen out, and McCarthy a little disgusted. Yeah, and I will say this. He's right to a point where I don't think you should ever, like like when he is talking about people who are losing their jobs and their families are being uprooted and things are changing, I don't think you should just make a show of how happy you are about that, whether it be on social media, and I'm not saying we've done that, but on social media or anywhere else, I don't think you should be celebrating somebody's life radically changing for probably the negative. Like, let them, let them have their space. Don't be a terrible person. No one, no one cares, okay? We're, when Kellen Moore leaves here, there's going to be a parade on social sure. media. It's fandom. Sure. D- deal with it. Not you. That, that's the way it is. It's sports. We talk about this stuff in the bars. We don't care about anyone's family having to pack up and move. I, no one cares. And, and, and I'm not saying anyone should care. Maybe you beat reporters and the people that live next to these guys in, the, in Frisco – it's sports. It's We're just having fun. We're trying to have debates. They are making a lot more money than us, so tough. Deal with it. But I, I do get McCarthy then saying, personally for him, having to witness that, him being... Uh, there's a little bit of grace, I think, to his sensitivity to it, is all I'm saying. Who has the most to lose this weekend? Whose legacy gets boosted more? And does this general manager get God's status in the NFC East if his team gets it done? NFC title game storylines along with the AFC conference championship overreactions or not next.